Welcome, everybody. It's time once again to grab your board, swim out into the sea of ideas, and see if you can catch a wave. Maybe even catch a sales pipeline with the man behind, uh, well, actually, he's the man who started uh, National uh, Margarita Day here today, uh, Matt Hines. I did. I did. Not very many people know that, Paul. I appreciate <laughs> that you picked that up. You got That's that's deep on the Wikipedia page. Very so deep. I appreciate that you got that. No, not true at all. So, you know, we can do fake news like anybody. We're recording live today. I don't know if you can tell in my voice. We're recording live from the, uh, from the, uh, the Heinz Farmhouse slash sick ward. I can tell you that the flu shot this year, my family, everyone in my family gets it every year. Uh, this year, I can definitively say it does not work. And here's my recommendation. One, keep getting the flu shot because every once in a while they get it right. And two, if you get the flu, go to the doctor, get the flu meds. The flu meds, they're amazing. So keep taking the flu meds. But uh, I, I'm on the downside. I got two kids on the upside. It's terrible. It's not good. But at least we're getting it out of the way. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Fun times. Uh, but uh, life goes on. Business goes on. Sales Pipeline Radio goes on. And thank you very much, everyone, for joining us today on Sales Pipeline Radio. We are here every week at 1130 Pacific, 230 Eastern covering everything B2B sales and marketing. We're featuring some of the best and brightest minds in the B2B sales and marketing industry today is no different. I'm really, really excited to have joining us today, Joe Highland. He is the Chief Marketing Officer for On24. Joe, thanks so much for joining us. Matt, glad to be here. And I did not realize we'd get we'd get medical as well as pipeline advice. So this is no, you, uh, this is impressive. No, you get everything here. And Paul will tell you, like, you know, we're at 104 <laughs> episodes in. We do we do fantasy football picks. There you go. Uh, we do yeah no we do weather forecasting. We do uh, we can we every once in a while we'll have callers calling with all kinds of random stuff. We can do all kinds of stuff. Speaking of speaking of randomness, uh, the question I wanted to start with you, uh, yeah. and I actually ask myself this question sometimes as well. Like I'm, I'm a journalism major from from a, a decent uh, you know uh, you know public West Coast public school, um, and somehow as a journalism political science major, I ended up in B2B marketing. How exactly? Does a government major from Dartmouth end up slumming with B2B marketing folks uh, like us? Like, how, what, what does that career journey look like? And how did you, I guess, get to where you are today? That is a great question. Um, I'm pretty lucky that I'm, I'm here. I, a, lot of my, a lot of my friends uh, are in finance or they're traders. Um, and I, I, I can't imagine a worse profession. No master plan. I actually get asked that question a lot, not about my major, but, you know, how did, great, how did you become a, a head of marketing? Like, you must have had this charted out since you were 22. I had absolutely no idea what I, what I was going to do. I majored in government. I minored in psychology and economics, and uh, it's probably the psychology that, that led me into marketing. Um, I'm fascinated by what drives people and, and how people make decisions. It probably makes me really annoying in my personal life. Um, but that's, that's what I love about marketing. It's, it's the, I think there's a major psychological element to, to how you persuade someone to do something, anything really. Um, and you know, why buy on 24 over WebEx or, or go to webinar? Um, there's, there's a, there's an art of persuasion, uh, that perhaps we haven't perfected, but, um, for me, that's, that's what I love about marketing. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's why I slum it with B2B marketing folks. That's a great answer, and I actually I love the uh, the background in psychology. I think it's a it's a really easy sell, no pun intended, to uh, to say, look, you got people buying based on logic and emotion in many B two B purchase decisions. You've got multiple members of this buying committee we talk about a lot, where you have yeah. to build consensus among those folks to get them to move forward. So understanding what makes them tick beyond just your your features and your ROI story, um, you know, makes a lot of sense. 
So uh, talk a little bit about what you guys are doing out on 24 and specifically since, you know, recording this less than two weeks away from webinar world. Uh, you know, we'll, we're recording live now. We'll have this podcast out in a couple of days. For those that are listening before webinar world, talk a little bit about the event coming up and why people should, uh, you know, a little last minute, why they should get registered and get there. Yeah, we're, we're, we're psyched for this. Um, so when I got to on 24, uh, about three years ago, we had, I don't remember, 11 or 1200 customers, like a lot of customers. And we had, we'd never hosted a, a customer conference. And I, I said to Sherat, um, my boss and our CEO, why? Um, and it's a big, it's a big expense. It, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to have these, these events be profitable and it, it's, um, you know, it takes a lot of planning. Um, and so for, it took maybe a year and a half for me to convince him that, that we should, we should invest in this and ultimately we should invest in our customers and there's nothing more powerful than getting your customers together and hearing, hearing what's great about you, what's great about on 24, what, what sucks about us and, and what we should improve on. Um, and then ultimately for, um, I don't say this at the event, but uh, the truth is, uh, it is it is the gift that keeps on giving for Pipeline. Um, mm-hmm. Getting getting happy customers to, to talk about how they, they love working with you and, and having prospective customers watch that, it's like a, it's like a dry run. They don't, they, don't have to, they don't have to pay anything, the prospects, and they, they get to see what, you know, what it's like being a customer. So that, that's why we do the event. It's funny, when I called it, um, when I first proposed it internally, I, I called it Webinar World. Pretty much everyone in the company said, well, yeah, it's, it's a great idea. We should do this customer conference, but obviously we won't call it Webinar World. And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? Well, why wouldn't we call it Webinar World? That's what we do. And they're like, oh, you know, maybe sales acceleration, demand generation conference. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, no, let's say what we do. We provide webinars. We do it better than anyone in the world. And we think we think that's a critical function in marketing. So hence the name. Yeah, we'll probably get about 1,000 people there. We had about 750, 800 last year. Yeah, we're, we're super excited. It's really an opportunity for our customers to talk about webinars and talk about how they're using webinars well, where, where they can improve upon. We give a couple presentations. Um, you're giving a presentation. It's really about uh, hearing from peers, hearing from experts, uh, and we try to get the heck out of the way and, and, and let that collaboration happen. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great event. I, I'm, of course, biased because I will be there. I'll be speaking there, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But I would argue that doing, you know, getting together and talking about webinars is more important now than ever. I mean, it, 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 yeah. it, so many people are doing webinars. Is it more important now than ever to make sure they stand out, to make sure they they're different, to make sure that they you can create value in a format that isn't going anywhere? Um, but you mentioned something at the beginning of that. You, you said, you know, it's hard to make these events profitable. And, and curious, you know, if for you as a marketing leader, if you look at this, is, is profitability the goal for something like Webinar World, or you look at this as a as sort of a a, a ultimately a loss leader or a low cost way of yeah. getting the awareness and pipeline you want. Like, how do you think about the balance there of the objectives you have with an event of this size? Yeah, it really depends on who you're asking. So me, I don't care about making money at the event. I think that is so uh, incredibly short-sighted. Uh, when we talk about this at the board level, I mean, it's it's not surprising that we, we were encouraged to have this be profitable. And I said, listen, this is, this is an investment in our customers. I mean, this is, this is really an event for our customers. I think ultimately the event will pay for itself, but it's, it's on the back end and it's, it's contracts that we'll be getting out of customers or prospective customers, excuse me, who are considering working with On24. In the end, does it work out for us? Yes, but I really don't care about that. For me, if we put, we, we, we've only done one event, by the way, so we did it last year. 
it was a phenomenal event. I loved it. The idea was to have marketers talk about things that work incredibly well for them, mostly around webinars, but not completely. Um, we talked about integrated campaigns, how to do it right, how not to do it right, how to avoid drive-by marketing, um, how to differentiate yourself. Uh, and yeah, of course, you know, webinars were involved, but it was really a marketing conversation versus just a, a tool or a tactic discussion. Um, so net-net, will it make money anytime in the near future? No. Um, even what we charge doesn't doesn't cover the the cost of the event, um, and a whole bunch of people end up end up getting discount codes because for us it's important that it's an exciting event, and we can make it profitable and have 250 people there. And what's the point? Um, so yeah, not not our goal, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. I like that. A lot. I want to talk a little more when we come back from our commercial break about integrated marketing and the you know I think finally we're starting to come back from the growth hacker phase of everything has to be measured and everything has to have a specific revenue target. And as much as I'm a math marketer, and I know you are as well, that you know, to be able to do events like this where you know that they fit into the broader picture, that the body of work is required to get you where you want to go from a revenue and growth standpoint. I want to talk more about that. We got to pay a couple bills first, real quick. We'll be back with more with Joe Highland. He's the CMO of On24. We'll be talking more with Joe about integrated marketing, sales and marketing alignment, and lots more. We'll be right back. Are you tired of sending sales emails and wondering if they ever even get opened? If so, you need MailTag. MailTag is a Chrome browser extension for your Gmail that allows you to track your emails in real time. You receive alerts right on your desktop as soon as your emails are read. And as a special thank you for being a listener of this show, we've teamed up with MailTag to provide you guys with Da, 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 special discount on your mail tag subscription. Just type in the word Heinz, H-E-I-N-Z. You can get 50% off for life. Yeah, 50% off for life. What do you got to tr lose but uh, that question mark hanging over whether your emails got opened? Be sure to check out mailtag.io. I know it's a little different. Mailtag.io to start your completely free 14-day trial no credit card required, and afterwards, put in that code HEINZ and get 50% off for life. You'll thank us afterwards. In a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working. And how about a way to apply it specifically today? to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and most of all, conversion. That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide. And amazingly, you can download it for free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds, H-E-I-N-Z-M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing cycle, but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas, strategies, tactics you can put to work right away, like today. The loaded table of contents helps you narrow in and tackle a problem. And it's something you can come back to over and over again as a reference guide. Why not download your free copy of the Modern Marketer's Field Guide? It's free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds. H-E-I-N-Z, marketing.com. All right, back to uh, Matt and his guest. And before he does, I just got to point out, you both had political science backgrounds. I was a political science major, too. So it just shows you the power of that degree here. The power of that degree. And, and also, I think, you know, when you think about the uh, the psychological impact of 
studying politics, you know, through the years and not just U.S. politics, but, you know, throughout world history and the nature of political science and think about sort of the, the, the logic and emotion that goes into those waves of decisions and uh, everything. It's, it's quite interesting. There you go. Yeah. Well, um, so like, like Joe said, we cover everything here. We got politics. We try, actually, we try not to do a whole lot of politics here on sales by Barn radio, but, you know, but uh, we do get into, we get into uh, health, health recommendations. We get into college football. If anyone wants my, you know, way too early top 25 college football predictions, or more importantly, if you want to get, if you want to hear my, my Ivy league, no, I'm kidding. I'm not going to go there, but the, um, <laughs> uh, so don't ask him about his barbecue recipes. That's another one here. No, well, 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 we'll, we'll be done. Well, 15 minutes later, we'll be all done. Well, we got run out of time. We got to go. Uh, <laughs> boy, I totally got off topic. I lost my thought. Sales pipeline radio. We're back. We did not get a chance to set this up at the beginning. Very well here, Paul, uh, sales pipeline radio. If you like what you're hearing today, if you're still with us after the zigzag conversation, it is entirely my fault. I'm blaming the flu. I get to, I get that. I get that chance this week. Uh, definitely check us out. Uh, we are on uh, the uh, iTunes and the Google Play. Where you can subscribe to every episode. Don't miss a single future episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. You can catch every episode, past, present, and future of Sales Pipeline Radio at salespipelineradio.com. Every episode is available on demand. And coming up in the next couple of weeks, got some more amazing guests. Uh, next week, the very beginning of March, we have Jill Conrad. She's one of my favorite sales authors and speakers. She's written a number of books that have become seminal works in the sales space, uh, Jill Conrad joining us next week, followed by Manny Medina. He is the CEO of Outreach, and we're going to be talking to him about technology that your sales team can trust, and is there trust that could be built between technology and your sales organization and your prospects, and how to make that balance work. But today, we're going to continue to talk a little more with uh, Joe Hyland. He is the CMO of On24. And Joe, before we went before we went off to the break, we were talking a little bit about you know how to justify things like a thousand person, two thousand person you know, user conference. And in the last year's webinar world went really, really well. Got another one coming up here in a couple of weeks. You mentioned sort of looking at that and saying, yeah, we've got objectives for it, but I don't need it to immediately be profitable for it to be successful. Talk about how that perspective manifests itself in the way you look at integrated marketing campaigns overall. I mean, obviously, you know, you're being held to a number, you're expecting marketing to contribute to revenue and sales uh, goals within the company. But it sounds like you don't necessarily need every individual tactic, every individual instance of marketing to be cost justified. How do you think about that from an integrated marketing standpoint? Well, you said something interesting when we, we were talking the other day, which it was um, scorched earth marketing, um, yeah. where it, you know it, it, this stems from the, the, the growth hacker movement. I, I think more and more CEOs, particularly of smaller and medium-sized companies that are trying to grow super fast, are understanding and recognizing the importance of pipeline. So that part's great. I think marketers are playing a bigger and bigger role in that, and, and, and some are even stepping up to own it, whether that's a good idea or not is a different discussion. So it's easy to become frenetic and have this week by week or almost day by day deluge of, of mark move away from building something that's ultimately going to last. And so I would take a step back and I look at marketing, uh, actually a similar basic principle that I would for economics. One of my first economics professors said to me early on, he said, it's super simple, but you either understand this basic tenet or, or you don't. And he drew a supply and demand curve and said, does this make sense? I was 18 years old and I, I knew nothing, but I said, yeah, I, I kind of get that. And he said, okay, you should explore economics. I think you'll find it interesting. And I say that because I think in marketing, the basic tenet, the, the, the corollary for supply and demand for economics is 
always about your audience and it is never about you. And that is so simple, but marketers up more times than not. And it's so easy to because we have this pressure and we have these great products and we know the market absolutely needs our service, you name it, right? I think once you slide down that slippery slope, that's when you stop running integrated campaigns. That's when you stop having more of a holistic view of your marketing. That's when you start measuring success um, in a myopic fashion and it's week to week or day to day. And that's when you're screwed. Like that's, that's when you've, that's when you start to lose the trust of, of your audience because you don't honor that trust. You should be adding value. And if you go back to the basic tenet of marketing, you should be providing <laughs> information, a service, a product, whatever, that completely hooks up your audience, that completely sets them up for success because it's all about them. It's never about you. And if you can stay true to that, you can do great marketing. Um, and so to me, that's integrated marketing is understanding what you're trying to solve, how you're solving it, you know, how whoever, whoever you're marketing or selling to would be kind of screwed without it. Uh, and if you stay true to that, you're, you're good. I like that a lot. And I, and I agree with everything you're saying. And I think in the, sometimes in the ivory tower, uh, you know, conversations that are, you know, sales pipeline radio and situations like this, like we can talk about that, but to do that in an operational capacity, it requires a, a cultural, it, it requires enough people elsewhere in the organization, especially your peers, even like, you know, your board members, your investors to also buy into that. Talk yeah. a little bit about the cultural requirements to take that kind of an approach to marketing where you can have revenue responsibility, but also for lack of a better description, kind of take the long view and do the right thing for the long-term value of the business and the brand. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a great point. Um, there's, there's not a simple answer, truthfully. I think it comes down to having a, a well-thought-through strategy that you then have tactics and uh, you know items to execute that support it, and it requires some trust. So I'll, I'll speak at On24. When I got here, Pipeline was, was a huge problem. Um, we were growing pretty fast because we had a nice market fit. We had to change a lot of things. And the, my first discussions with the board, most importantly with our sales leader and with our CEO, was we need to come up with a plan that makes sense, that we all agree with, and then we need to be patient and that work can be difficult. And I don't mean patient like multiple quarters from now, but we, we need we need to give this time to work. Then once we start seeing traction and positive uh, uptick, we can analyze what's working. We can do more of that. We can we can determine what's not working. We can, if at all possible, cut that out and, and move dollars into the categories where we're getting positive returns. I think then, so after you have that trust and then you start seeing success, you build credibility and, and you don't have that, that week to week or, or heaven forbid, day to day stress and push. If you can't get that commitment up front, run, like leave, because that just won't change. And so for me, that was that occurred in the first, I don't know, month uh, of the job here, and that was three years ago. And we, we've had great growth since, and we build we build over two million dollars uh, of pipeline a week. We, we we build a lot of pipeline here, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that way three years ago. It, it's taken time. That's amazing. That's a great story. You know, we're wrapping up here with Joe Hyland. He's the CMO, Chief Marketing Officer for On Twenty Four, and. Final question for you, Joe. We always run out of time before we get to all the stuff we want to talk about. But, yeah. You know, one question we ask everybody as we as we wrap up is, you know, who are some of the people that, that have been influential for you in your marketing career? They can be people that are dead or alive. They can be professors. They can be authors, um, peers that you've worked with. But who are some of the people that, you know, you as you would cite as some of your 
uh, greatest sources of inspiration or people that you would recommend other people read or pay attention to as they continue to evolve their B2B uh, careers as well? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you can find any information on this guy. My first boss out of school was a guy by the name of Jim Gargan. I was at a company called Stratus Technologies, and he totally changed my career. He, he went on to be a longtime executive at IBM. He's over at, uh, at Oracle now. Uh, he's an SVP of marketing. Super aggressive guy. In, in a positive way. <laughs> That's not hmm. negative. Um, he, uh, super aggressive marketer, shall I say, he told yeah. me, always differentiate. You need to be loud, whatever you're marketing, and it depends on the company and in, in the space, of course. And the smartest thing you can do is tie yourself to customers and preferably growth as a marketer. And he talked about kind of more BS side of marketing and the softer side of marketing, not, not that that's uh, to be forgotten about. Um, but he said, if, if you know your customers, and you tie yourself to growth, you always have a great career. And you know, that was almost 20 years ago. And, and I, I still think about it, you know, every time I'm asked the question about who's influenced me. And that's awesome. That's a great story. Well, thanks again, Joe. I want to thank again, Joe, our guest, Joe Highland. He's the CMO at On24. Uh, we're going to have to wrap up here. If you would like to attend Webinar World, if you want to come see us, should be a great event if you're listening to it this before uh, March 7th, uh, 2008, 18, 2000, not that 2008. Boy, did they do podcasts about that, Paul? I think maybe, I don't know. But there was not a webinar world. They've only been doing it for two years. So if you're listening to this before March 7th, see, this is the flu. It's just driving me nuts. Uh, March 7th, 2018, uh, check out on24.com. Uh, you can find more information about webinar world. We'll put links for registration in the notes for this podcast as well. And if you're listening to this after that date, still check out on24.com. Great service. We use it ourselves. And uh, I'm sure you'll be able to see some uh, some recaps from the great event that they're going to have here in a couple weeks. Join us next week. We'll have Jill Conrad. She's an author of several books on sales, sales strategy, one of my favorites in the sales space. Super honored to have her on the show. Uh, and join us every Thursday, 1130 Pacific, 230 Eastern. And join us on the podcast, salespipelineradio.com. Everywhere, find podcasts are sold. For my great producer, Paul, this is Matt Hines. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Sales Pipeline Radio. You've been listening to Sales Pipeline Radio. Brought to you by the good folks at Matt Hines Marketing. Right here on the Funnel Radio Channel.